0: The
1: Potential Podcast. Podcast!
0: Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more, this is Potential Picks. Hello again and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by my companion and fellow bard, Chris Stewart. Today we're reviewing the second season of Netflix original series, The Witcher. Uh, this is a series created by Laura Schmidt-Hirsch, uh, and based on the book series of the same name, a Polish writer, Andrzej Sapkowski. I hope I said that right. If I didn't, I'm sorry, Andre. Uh, Now, this is going to be, if you have not caught up, this will be a spoiler review.
1: Spoiler warning!
0: Where we left off um, Season 1, The Witcher, Uh, we were introduced to the character of Geralt Rivier, who is a witcher. We find out in this fantasy world, witchers are monster hunters for hire. And uh, through a series of flashbacks and, uh, you know, flash forwards and, Forwards and currents uh, we, we we follow his adventures and we see that he has to uh while there is turmoil going on in this land uh between uh nilfgaard such a weird word and and
1: nilfgaard sounds like waiting for conan to pop in here and saying nilfgaard know, right? continue uh
0: so you know following this kind of conflict between these warring nations you know we explore this relationship of the legend of Geralt and princess Ciri. Or Cirilla, who are linked to each other by destiny, as we see that she was his child uh, surprise, uh, where he ended up kind of taking her under a wing. And this is uh, how season one ends. Season two is where, you know, Colin fall fallen their adventures, as we know that Siri has quite this untapped power. And there's something that's surrounding um, her. And we're also introduced to the character of Yennefer of Vengerberg. Uh, who Vengerborg. Whatever. It's a different accent wherever you're from. If I say these wrong, I apologize. <laughs> All the nerds of the witch are gonna attack me. It's fine. But uh we have you the got rom- protection spell, you're fine. Yeah, we have the romance going on with her, and we see that she almost sacrifices her life almost to one point where we think that she has passed and uh, she has been captured. So this one is a lot going on there, but we're kind of following her his journey with Siri and Yennefer has her own kind of separate journey as she's trying to uh, reclaim her magic and kind of get back to her former glory, where we also have, we're introduced to a lot of new characters, a lot of new races, very exciting season two.
1: Well, yeah, season one was, I think, a really strong season, but it was hard to follow. And that was because you realize at some point in season one that there are three different timelines going on because these characters are all doing things in their own different timelines. So it was like, oh, I get it. There's, you know, some of this is set in the past, some of this is set in the future. And, and, you know, so it's like, okay. Season two was a much more linear. Everything's happening at the same time. These characters are all operating at the same time. And clearly, yes, the big ending of season one, you know, Yennefer doing this giant flame that just took out uh, this army. But because they talk about how fire is uh, one of the magics you're not supposed to do, she has currently no magic at the beginning of season two. So she's basically useless at this point. And of course, that must be very heart wrenching because her journey from season one, uh, you know, from Hunchback to Beautiful Witch. I mean, wow, she she really uh, from Hunchback to Esmeralda. <laughs> yeah. Beauty, a beauty in disguise. But, she beca- you know, she became a very powerful witch. And uh, so she's dealing with that. But obviously, yes, Geralt is needing to get Ciri to some kind of safe location because there is something going on with her. You have to figure that out. And I like the season one. It started off with a very simple episode that was kind of a standalone episode. Uh, But to me, it kind of worked as almost a pseudo Beauty and the Beast parallel. Yes. Which was, (laughs) I thought, pretty cool. Um, He's taken him to this friend of his, Nivellen. Uh, who was played by none other than one of our favorite uh, game of Thrones actors christopher hivju i hoping i'm saying that right as well all these nordic names and stuff uh, played novellon and when we meet novellon he is this beast looking character he has very much like the boar meets hedgehog meets you know beast looking he's very nice and he's got these great magic powers i thought that was really cool like he can kind of Make things just appear whenever he wants. It's like you want dinner, bam, dinner. Who? It all falls on the floor. And when they're there, you know, of course, it's a huge thing about safety because Geralt's all about serious safety. And they can tell that something's off there, something that's going on. And we meet that there is a bruja there. There's a vampire that is essentially sucking the life out of Nivellen every now and then. And we see that there was a romance between them. And we get this badass, just like I, whenever this show lets Henry Cavill just get his sword out, drink his little elixir and get his eyes black. I'm like, it's go time. Like I just, I think the action is done very well in this show. And that was a great first episode. And it really was like for a TV Netflix series. I thought the facial features looked really good on his face. Like for this beast, like the way they, there's actually cool behind the scenes. You can now see on YouTube. I've seen the layers they put on him with the CGI dots to make this character. But that was a strong start to the season. But it was kind of a standalone episode of, okay, we have to figure out that there are some places that are not safe. And so I like that the decision for Geralt is we need to go to my homeland where the Witchers live, where the Witchers train, Kaer Morhen. And so this is where we head off to there. And that was cool. I think that whole location, the way it looks up in this like snowy mountain hill. And it's very
0: it's very dilapidated. It's not really kept well. It's kind of rough rough and tough like the witches themselves.
1: Yeah, I I liked it a lot because I was like, ooh, this is this is neat. It has a lot of the characters there that um we come to know if you've read the books or for those who've even played the video games. Um there's definitely uh some of the big ones there we get Vesemir, uh, played by Kim Bodnia, who is the oldest living witcher and was the mentor father figure for Geralt. Uh, and those of you who might recognize him uh, from Killing Eve, uh, which took me a second. I went, wait a minute, that's, uh, that's the uncle dude in Killing Eve. But I thought this was a great casting choice. He looks very much like the video game character. And we get to see a little bit more where the witchers live and how they operate and also the training grounds. Which Siri definitely takes a liking to. She wants to train to become a witcher,
0: which is great because all of season one, she's just kind of on the run and just the classic, you know, princess damsel. She kind of wants to wants to fight and kind of defend herself.
1: Yeah, which is going to be exciting. But of course, it's not uh, a piece of cake.
0: It ain't no cakewalk.
1: <laughs> so we get Eskel, who is a fellow witcher, comes in and he's been injured from a battle, and we see that he's got a little bit of a a wound and he's very protective about it. We come to find out that he was attacked by some tree creature. Leshy. Comes on and like, you know, I I felt like this kind of reminded me of those movies where like... It's like kind of a very David Cronenberg, like the fly kind of remind me of. And even like with zombies, you know, like there's always that one person's like, no, it's fine. I don't have a bite. And then they start turning... your
0: shoulder short? No no problem. But
1: (laughs) instead of turning into a zombie, no, he turns into a giant tree. Imagine Groot on steroids. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Uh, which was really cool, and they have this great fight scene of Geralt and all the witchers fighting off this tree. And I mean, this thing is intense, like, and so we have this thing going on, and it's like, now is it almost even not safe here at the home of uh, the witchers? Meanwhile, Yennefer has been kidnapped by Elves,
0: yeah, and she's uh with her good old pal Frangila, who uh was uh on the other side, who she's uh, so it's interesting, and then her frangilla uh and the queen of the elves i guess the leader of the elves and then they kind of go on the spirit walk and they're both visited by a form of like someone like you got the black knight and this little woman in the hut so they're all like you have to do this so they go on their own like their quest and so frangilla and the elves they team up to go back to sintra which was originally come to find out this was the elves original ancestral home so they're teaming up the elves for the elves to go back home and we find out the elf queen is actually pregnant which elves uh you know they thought they could not procreate and this is like the first born elf in you know what 100 years cuz elves live forever in all you know fictional lore so yennefer goes off on her journey to head back to her mage's college and to uh, reunite with that uh and she's not met with uh so much trust
1: oh yes and immediately what's his face um Stregobor. Lars Mikkelsen as Stregabor is like wanting to you know interrogate her because he can't believe it you know she would have survived and all this stuff. Um, and so again, there's there's turmoil between even their their own order, which is you know these are all mages that you know they have been designated to certain you know parts of the world, even if it is a warring nation you know the magic has to be spread out, and so that you could tell that there's that going on. And then while wow, we have this new character of uh, a great alumni that we love of fantasy. Graham McTavish oh, uh, God, so is great. head of the Redanian intelligence um, for this other king. And he himself is seeing that there's something off about all that has gone on in the realm. So again, we're going to get these like warring nations are going to be you know going on. And it's like, okay. Meanwhile, we also have a new mage coming into play here. Chris Fulton plays Rience, who is a renegade mage who has fire power. Yes. Uh, which is interesting because again, we knew with Yennefer that fire, too much fire can be a bad thing because it can make you lose your power. Well, his strong suit is fire. He basically can make fire click on his hands, and he was in jail at one point, and he's unleashed to go and try to find Siri. That's his main goal is to go down and hunt Siri. So again, we're getting a lot of these stories connecting down the line. And I love that we finally did we did get Yennefer at one point. It's it's her and the who it was the Black Knight rises.
0: Uh Kahir is the Black Knight, I guess.
1: Yeah, Kahir, yeah. At one point, you know, because he is, of course, an enemy, um, he is to be beheaded and they leave it to Yennefer to do it.
0: To prove her loyalty, uh, you have to kill him, but at the same time she, the dilemma, she's like, Well if I kill him, I put my loyalty also, they're gonna use that to say like I'm a murderer or whatever.
1: So she's like Oh, with the axe and breaks his chains. Psych. And then they get on horse and they're like, let's get out of here. So now they're on the run. And at one point, they get into a bar and we hear a familiar hunting tune from our favorite traveling bar. We have Yaskier back. Uh, Joey Bailey. This is one of my favorite characters of the show. I think he looks so great. The costume. And it's just it's a little bit of humor. There's not a lot of humor in the show, period. Especially Henry Cavill is so dead serious all the time, Uh, but I love that they have this element of the kind of jokester balladeer. That
0: and the the songs, the the singing
1: was great. Wow!
0: What a catchy tune, "Run Butcher Run." I was like, I'm not gonna lie, I was listening on Spotify. Run Butcher
1: Run. (laughs) What's going up? uh, Which yeah, it was great. So the play version
0: of Witcher will be played by Chris (laughs) Tour,
1: which I would love to do, but you know, they kind of reunite and they bond over the fact that, yeah, both of them were kind of left by Geralt, uh, you know, to their own means, uh, left for dead almost, you know? And so now it's like this town sees that she's there, you know, it's like they have to kind of save each other and help each other. And of course this is all going to mean that eventually we're going to have uh, a connection again. So we know that uh, Istred is researching what is going on because there's clearly bigger threats in the world and of course that big moment at the end of season one when siri was like ah! and she broke the monolith which cracked we come
0: to realize these monoliths are not just you know there for show they're actually gateways to like another um maybe dimension that's why we're seeing these monsters that the girl has never seen before and that they are coming into our world
1: because there was like a Chern- chernobyl they said at one point, Chernabog, yeah, Chernabog, <laughs> Chernabog. <laughs> uh, Chernabog, uh, which looks really cool. And at one point, too, they're out and they see the tree monster back. And all of a sudden, this centipede thing just slices that in half. And it's like, oh, crap, I'm to fight that now. Um, which, of course, all those fight scenes, again, with the beasts and monsters, just it's so cool. And it's always tough. But at some point, Geralt definitely does. Yeah, you get the high ground and uh, kills them. But we're getting, okay, something to do with Siri that she unlocked this is something going on. And so it's like, we got to get back. You got to open a portal right now. I got to get back to Siri. And this is where we get a cool fight scene where, again, we know that Rience, our, our flame dude, has caught up and they're all trying to you know get out. And it's like, oh gosh, because the flame power is really strong. Like For some reason, it doesn't affect him as much as it did like Yennefer, like he can control it, which I think maybe it's because he's a little twisted, a little. Yeah. Needle.
0: Well, he's not impervious uh, to the, his own flight. Oh no.
1: Yennefer, Yennefer got him good. Uh, even though Yennefer is still not with magic.
0: She's still resourceful
1: flame to the face can still do uh, some good work. Uh, and he does. It's really cool because if you go to some of the book uh, images of like, you know, um, you see his face all scarred and which they did have in the show. which I thought was really great. But yeah, series having these visions, and we're kind of getting, yeah this this figure of this old woman in this hut who keeps continually talking spiritually through Yennefer, uh, and we're getting that this is this is not a a person that we want unleashed, but this might be the only way for Yennefer to get her power back. Uh, and it I feel like there was a great like reconnecting with you know Yaskir and Geralt. having like their reunion again was really like I just love it was like. I really need your help. I'm so sorry. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it was very like, funny. It was like, he's like, I'm not meant to fight. You know, I'm meant to sing. Um, but it led to this big, the big kind of finale of this whole season was this power that Yennefer has spoken to is unleashed into Siri.
0: We find out that this power, this is just like a demoness that the witchers kidnapped in this little hut with legs, uh, <laughs> which cracks me up. It kind of remind me of like, she's like, kind of like a Baba Yaga, like of the Russian literature. So, yeah, so she's just, so she's possessed. And so there's this big conflict where Geralt's like, I need to save her. And, you know, Vesemir is like, well, let's just kill her. You know, it's like, well, how can we kill the demoness without, without killing Siri?
1: And Siri, you know, we're back at Kaer Morhen. And the witchers are like going to have to put up a big fight and she unleashes from this demon world, this other spheres, they, they say, these giant basilisks. Uh, And I mean, the way they designed them in this for sure was like giant, it reminded me of giant furry raptors is what it felt like. Uh, But they were intense and they definitely, the witchers have quite a fight on their hand. But I love that in this other Sphere, you know they it was a big fight scene and it's really epic and then at one point it's like all right we have to go into this place maybe to you know have this spirit leave her body yennefer siri and girl all are transported for a second into the sphere and we see the wraiths of Morhog coming towards them the wild hunt as they're known so clearly this is a great setup of what i'm assuming will be in season three is there is bigger threats in these other portals that Siri has, you know, control to. And we, the big reveal that she is of elder blood. So she's definitely like a, you know, again, as we talked about Geralt is, you know, destined to be a part of her life and to help her. This is why, because she is one of the most powerful things in the, you know, in the world. And not only is it from the magic dark side of this, but she's also got her Witcher strength now. So it was a, cool ending to see these like race coming toward. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Lord of the rings. Uh, They're a little more like with helmets and stuff. Like, you know, they're more like soldier looking, but just these black guys and horses, you know, all, all in dark. And you don't really see any of their facial features coming towards you. And it's like, Oh, uh, we got to go. And that's just one thing, you know, who else knows what could be uh, in these portals.
0: And how about this? Wipe the crud out of your eyes. Double take. What a bombshell to drop at the end of the season uh long thought you know dead we got a lot of these flashbacks and um you know seeing you know how how Geralt kind of became into a serious life we get this great bombshell where the emperor is uh, coming to uh you know back to see the progress and um Sorilla and Cahir are like oh yeah we're in cahoots you know say that three times fast and they're like you know we're just gonna say that you know we assassinate this kid all of a sudden we get a reveal that the emperor is none other than Siri's we thought, presumed dead father. So and he's Dun, like, dun, dun. I know, and he's like, oh, I actually was the one who did this. And like, great job trying to pull fast on me. And then they're getting taken away. So that's like a whole other bag of worms. Like, whoa, what's this going to mean moving forward?
1: Yeah, you in danger, girl. <laughs> Everyone's after you, but also so is your dad. So <laughs> uh, Ronnie Nilfgaard, yeah, that was like, whoa. But I felt like just overall it was a, it was a fun season. It was easier to follow. It's still, it's still very difficult for me because of there's so many people and a lot of these names, I don't immediately, you know, it's like you you watch Lord of the rings so many times you can easily know all the names. This, you need to watch several times unless you've played the games or read the books. So there's still a lot of times where I'm like, wait, who was that? Um, You can recognize it by the actors, of course. But this, I just felt like it was a fun season. Had some great action, some great moments in it. The fantasy looks great. And I'm excited for season three. And we also got a tease of the new series that's coming out, I think, next year. Or no, actually, we'll be coming out this year. The Witcher Blood Origin, which is going to be like a thousand years prior to this. And it's going to be about the first Witcher being made. Uh, which is going to be really exciting. So clearly people are loving The Witcher. It is continuing. I do wonder if this means, I wonder if because this show is going on, I wonder if we're going to get a Witcher 4 at some point game, you know? There's about a new one since so 3, right? The fact that
0: it's based off so many books, there's and there's so much material with the renewed interest of the show, you know, who knows? But um, I agree. Definitely a great season. I'm getting more invested in the mythology and the the lore and Fantastic casting, amazing effects. Cannot wait to see what we get for Season 3. But hope you enjoyed this as well. And, of course, you can enjoy Season 2, The Witcher, or Season 1, or even more of The Witcher uh, series and stuff on Netflix, streaming now. And that was this edition of Potential Picks.
1: Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast, or on Twitter